You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 63. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with another solo show. We are going to be diving into baptism. Now, I know there is a lot of controversy around this from different denominations, and we will talk about it in this episode. You know me, I like to get real around here. So if there is a hard question, we're going to tackle it today. Questions like, is baptism even essential? Do we have to be baptized in Jesus' name, or can we just be baptized in Father, Son, the Holy Ghost? What does the Bible say about baptism, and what does that even mean? We're going to talk about it all today, and I'm going to share what the Lord has placed on my heart about baptism, and why, yes, it is needed, and why, yes, we should be baptized in Jesus' name. Let's go right into it, guys. I don't want to take too much of your time right here. I know that the Lord has a lot that he wants you to learn through this, so we're just going to get into this study. Here we go. This is episode number 63 that I'm calling Back to the Basics, Water Baptism. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high-quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high-quality for the modern Christian girl— Use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Did you know that purity is not just about our bodies? In my new digital devotional, Keep Thy Heart, I share the story how God met me in the middle of a promiscuous mess in order to redeem the purity of my heart. Not just the outside, God wants to cleanse us through and through. For just $5, Keep Thy Heart is a 25-page PDF devotional that you can purchase from my shop and instantly download so you can start learning about purity today. I give you practical knowledge and biblical truths to help define what purity is, why it's important to God, and how we should navigate our relationships. And yep, This includes our friendships. Single, married, looking, unavailable because you love your dog so much. It really doesn't matter your status. Click the link in my bio to grab your digital copy of Keep Thy Heart for just $5 right now. Or simply go to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com and find it easily on the homepage. We are like a palace and God is calling us to be the guard. 
watching what goes in and out. Are you ready for the job? Hey, my friends, we are back here on the Hello Awesome podcast. If you are just joining me, the layout for the show here is I alternate between interviews and solo shows. The solo shows are where I share things that the Lord has placed on my heart, and usually that turns into a Bible study. Well, today is a solo show, and I have been sharing a special series called Back to the Basics. This is a series that I personally created from my own Bible study notes and also from teachings and insights throughout my many years as an apostolic Pentecostal. Last solo show, we discussed repentance and prayer and why these are two essential things for living a Christian life. Today, I'm sharing a study on water baptism. Now, if you're like me, then you've heard a lot of back and forth between whether or not baptism is even needed for salvation. Is that even essential? And if it is needed, how is it executed? This is why I wanted to do this series, because it's not enough to just guess. If we're talking about our salvation, we need to know. We have to truly know, and how are we going to learn if our Bibles stay closed and we just follow what sounds good? First, we must understand the entire purpose for salvation. Salvation is a deliverance from sin, preserved for a greater purpose, cultivated by God. Ask one person from each denomination of every single religion and belief system out there what salvation is, and you will get a million different answers, right? This is why it's not enough to just simply ask someone. That's just the beginning. We then have to research it out and search it out for ourselves, whether it's truth or not. What does God say about salvation? What does salvation actually mean biblically? As a child, I was baptized in the Catholic Church as an infant, like most people do here in America, especially in Hispanic cultures like my family. It's a tradition, and it's a very beautiful sentiment. However, as an adult, and now as someone who has studied about baptism for their own knowledge, I've realized that the traditional baptism event provided by the Catholic Church is very much mirroring Old Testament law. It was this reason that in the spring of 2007, exactly 13 years ago today, I was rebaptized in Jesus' name. The infant baptisms that are performed now actually disregard the new covenant Jesus set up through Calvary and ultimately rejects New Testament salvation. Thou shalt also take one ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the ram, and thou shalt slay the ram, and thou shalt take his blood, and sprinkle it round about upon the altar. Exodus 29, 15-16 In the Old Testament, God established a way for people to have their sins washed clean. The main way was to sacrifice a pure animal. Now, before we start calling PETA and protesting about the cruelty of animals in the Bible, the Lord did not originally plan for this to be part of people's lives. In fact, when God created Adam, he was to take care of the animals and the garden. There was a purpose in place. Adam was to be the keeper and the animals were his responsibility. But through the sin of Adam and Eve, their eyes were open to their nakedness and in a feeble attempt to hide themselves, they sewed leaves together. You can find this in Genesis 3-7. God, knowing that was not a sufficient covering, had to sacrifice the first animal, 
and use its coat to clothe Adam and Eve properly. Genesis 3.21 shows this. It was due to their disobedience that innocent blood had to be shed to cover their sin. And so, the sacrifice of a clean animal from that moment on signified God's covering over his people to cleanse them of sin. As the Old Testament continues, God had specific guidelines that the priests had to follow. This included sprinkling the clean blood over the altar of the temple. It was a symbolic gesture. The blood only had power because of what it signified. Alone, it was nothing. If you read throughout the Old Testament, you will find that it didn't take long for the people to start abusing God's system. Big surprise, right? Now, it's not because the system had flaws. After all, it was created by the Almighty. It was because the people, human beings, were flawed and manipulated the system. Tell me, is that not relevant to our day right now? People manipulate the system to get what they want, and when something bad happens, they blame the system. Times may have changed, but the ways of man really haven't. The entire purpose of the sacrifice was for the purity of God's people to perfect them and to draw them closer to him. Instead, the people just kept sinning and sacrificing and did not turn altogether away from their sin. There was no true repentance. They would make the choice every day to sin and made the sacrificing a routine. That is not what the Lord wanted. God wants relationship and not religion. Man had turned the system that God created in love into a tradition and their hearts remained unclean. In the New Testament, our great big God, the master of the universe, did something incredible. He humbled himself and took the form of the sacrifice. The last pure lamb. What a great expression of his love for us. It was like God said, I know what you need and I'm going to be that for you. In order to reverse the curse of sin, this new covenant needed a greater, more pure sacrifice than what the old covenant required. How can you get a purer sacrifice than an innocent lamb? Jesus, our sinless father, became that lamb to save us. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John 1, 29. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, Hebrews 10, 19 through 20. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, Hebrews 12, 24. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. 1 Peter 1, 2. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, 
who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. 1 Peter 1, 17-21 God became that living sacrifice for us so that we may be cleansed by His blood. No more sacrificing lambs and goats if we mess up. No more waiting for the priest to perform the ceremony for us. But the Lord Jesus Christ is our high priest who took care of it all. When Jesus walked this earth, He preached and was preparing His children for this new cleansing process. The new covenant system would be full of mercy and grace, full of His forgiveness and love. The Lord's desire always has been for our hearts to be washed and be made clean, just as white as snow. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1.18 So, why water baptism? Well, the word baptism in Greek means baptizo, or fully wet. Baptism is an obedience to cleanliness, where a person can be fully immersed in water. It's a symbolic gesture that spiritually aligns us with the new covenant salvation brought forth by Jesus Christ on the cross. When someone comes out of the water during baptism, the word tells us that they become a new person. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Romans 6, 4-6 Baptism is a spiritual burial of our old sinful self. It connects us with the sacrifice that Jesus made with his own life on the cross. We are spiritually covered with that sacrifice, which has power to cleanse us of sin. Amen. If we have not initiated the power of baptism, our heart will never fully be clean. A heart that is pumped by blood needs to be covered by His blood. Our old hearts need to be washed by the sacrifice of Jesus so that we are able to receive a new one. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51.10 Now let's pause here for a minute because I really want to acknowledge something. We can't save ourselves. When this world tells you to follow your heart, it will lead you right into hell. And I don't mean that to be derogatory or for shock value. From the beginning of time, humans have tried to be in control of their own lives, thinking that they have the power to get to heaven based on emotion and feeling. But that is not how God works. In fact, Jeremiah 17, 9-10 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. 
So when all we do is question something without following up so we can have a real answer, it's just leading us into circles. Do we have to be baptized to be saved? Isn't grace enough? Listen, it was by the grace of God that we were given baptism to begin with. The fact that we even have an opportunity to be baptized so that our hearts can be made new is extreme evidence that His grace is real. It's just, you can't ride on the coattails of grace alone. You have to act. Jesus already took action on Calvary. Now it's our turn. Salvation is made possible by His grace, but you must understand what that word even means. Grace is not the end all. Grace is the beginning. Grace is the open door that Jesus provided for us to enter into eternity with Him. The definition given to me by my pastor sums it up beautifully. Grace is God's willingness to make Himself known and understood. God's willingness. He willingly became flesh. He willingly became the lamb that was slain before sin. He willingly was nailed to the wooden cross for victory to finally reign over the grave and over death. Jesus willingly shed his blood for us because of his willingness, because of that grace. So he can be known by us and understood by us. I've said this before and I will say it again. God is not a mystery, although his ways might be. But the identity of God is fully available. And we went over this in previous lessons. But what I want us to understand is until we let go of our own agenda, that's the only thing that's going to matter to us. That's why we have to establish the word is the truth. That Jesus is in fact God. That repentance and prayer are necessary steps to more awareness of his presence and his purpose. All of these steps are crucial and lead up to baptism because without the knowledge of who God is and what he did, it would feel just like another bath to us. But if we can let go of our own ideas and preconceived notions, it'll lead you to a new heart and a new life. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, 5. If we are baptized and come out of the water a new person, that means we are reborn in Christ. Day by day, we will face temptations. Being human won't change, but the way we operate will. The way we behave will. If you have started this walk with God and have done everything up until this point except baptism, you will still feel incomplete. Even if you read God's word and know that Jesus is God, even if you develop a relationship and pray and have true knowledge, even with faith and deep repentance, if we are not baptized in Jesus' name, our hearts will stay impure. How can we be washed clean if we don't get wet? Purifying your heart takes more than just a sprinkle. Remember when you would play outside as a kid and you came in all muddy and gross? Mama was not happy. Yet, she didn't just say, oh, just put your head or your hand in the water and splash some drops everywhere. Yeah, right. She said, uh, you are dirty and filthy. You need to go in the bathroom and take a shower or a bath, right? 
Mama knew that just a handful of water droplets were not going to be affected, wasn't going to work. You had to get under the water to get clean. That is what baptism is. Getting under the water in the precious name of Jesus and cleansing your heart of all the yucky stuff that has been built up. It's not enough to just sit by the bathtub praying that the water will magically jump out and wash you. No, take that step into the water and make that commitment toward purity. Make sure it's sealed by the name of Jesus. After all, his blood is what made this possible. And it's his name that has the power, not the water. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 19, 4 through 5. So here's another argument that I'm going to tackle. If Jesus is God, then why did he get baptized? That is a very good question. But it's very easy to answer once you know who he is and why he was on earth to begin with. The fact that Jesus was baptized not only proves the need for us to also be baptized, but it shows the length that he went to prepare himself as the sacrifice. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man and did everything as an example for us to follow. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in who I am well pleased. Matthew three thirteen through 17 Jesus was sinless, and yet he submitted himself to the act of baptism to not only keep his flesh and humanity submitted to the mission, but also to fulfill it. John knew that he needed to be baptized by Jesus for the remission or pardon of sin, but Jesus knew that he was fulfilling all righteousness by submitting to baptism. And the word baptized here is the same Greek word baptizo, meaning fully wet. And we see that as the scripture says that Jesus went up straight away out of the water. In order for him to come straight out of the water, he would have needed to be under the water. I do believe that this was a demonstration for the people of that time and to confirm that Jesus was in fact the Messiah. There are a lot of symbolism surrounding this special event that point to the Lord Jesus Christ being the manifestation of God meant to deliver his people from sin. And the approving voice of God, the Father from above, is more proof to those people at that time and to us that Jesus was the perfect lamb that would take away the sin of the world. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Galatians 3.27 God's plan for your life is much bigger than you know. Purity helps us stay in tune with what God wants to do and draws us closer to him. Understanding that we need to be washed is acknowledging that Jesus did not sacrifice himself without a purpose. That purpose was love for us, his children. It grieved God to see Adam and Eve sin. That was not at all how he wanted the plan to go. But free will led them to sin, and sin led to the first sacrifice to cover the sin. 
and repeat and repeat and repeat until that one powerful day when sin was demolished forever by the blood of the Lamb, the final sacrifice in the form of our God in flesh for you, for me, opening the door to a new covenant and a new level spiritually with our Father. You see, before, the people of God had to depend on the priest to approach the altar and enter into the temple. Now, instead of sprinkling the clean blood of an animal over the altar in the temple, God made it personal. When we are water baptized, it's symbolic to the pure blood of the Lamb that is Jesus washing over the altar that is now our hearts and the temple that is now our body. No more is it required to have a temple built with hands to approach God. Hallelujah. No more is it required to have a physical altar to burn sacrifices to ask for forgiveness. The temple is our body and the altar is our heart. We'll be revisiting the scripture in Acts more next time when I talk about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But Acts 2, 38 through 39 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Peter said to repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is why being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is actually being baptized in the titles. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are all roles of God, but his name is Jesus. The scripture plainly states that when we are baptized, the one who is performing the baptism should clarify the name that is being applied to the sinner that is about to get a new life. His name is a stamp of forgiveness for all sin. It's the name that matters. It's not necessarily the water. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 8.16 When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 19.5 Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? 1 Corinthians 1.13 There is no other name that can save us except for Jesus. His name had power because of his identity. Our powerful God become flesh. In his name contains everything needed to cleanse us of sin. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts four ten through 12 So, is baptism essential to salvation? Yes. Are we supposed to be sprinkled with water to accomplish this? No. We must be fully wet. And are we baptized in the name of the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost? No, because they are not three separate co-equals of the Godhead. There is only one God with one name, and that name is Jesus. And that's the only saving name that we should apply to us during baptism. And he said unto them, 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Matthew sixteen fifteen through 16. This is not easy to talk about because we all know people that we love and we care about who have not been baptized. But the Bible is still truth whether we like it or not, whether it's comfortable or not. What if I completely ignored what the Bible said about baptism and was content with the Catholic way I was baptized as an infant? It wouldn't matter that my feelings were validated by my beliefs. We can validate any lie, but that doesn't mean that it's truth, right? This is why we must repent first. We have to come to the place where we are ready to say, you know what, God, you're right and I'm wrong, but I want to get right with you. So please forgive the sin within me as I apply your name to my heart and walk in a new light. Baptism is essential. Baptism is part of salvation. Baptism is needed in order to be fully cleansed of sin, not just for our own sin, but the sin that people will do to us. Remission of sins. It did not just say remission of our sins. It's all sin. We will be postured in a different way to receive wisdom from God and be given the ability to forgive others. So in the next solo show, I will dive into how the power of the Holy Ghost fulfills prophecy and is another requirement for salvation. In fact, I will leave you with this verse in Acts 1, 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, I'm praying that you receive a new appreciation for baptism today. And if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, seriously send me an email at helloawesomeshop at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at helloawesomeministries and I will get you in touch with a local apostolic church in your area who will meet you where you are and elevate your spirit. Take care, my sweet friends. We will be back next time talking about the Holy Ghost. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. We will chat again real soon. Please stay safe and have a blessed week. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.